When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast from the Lifestyle Practice. I'm Steve, and I'm here with the one and only Dr. Justin Short, or should I say the former Dr. Justin Short. Justin, what's happened for you this week? Still a doctor, Steve, but thank you for the confidence boost. It's pretty much Groundhog Day around here. Just taking things a day at a time like everyone else, feeling like this is all a big hoax and being overdone. I turn on CNN, and when I feel like I'm going to die, if I go get my mail, I turn on Fox. So between the two, I'm finding a good good balance and the world has no shortage of opinions that's for sure how about you yeah i wish there was a good balance somewhere in between (laughs) but we're doing good i've kind of actually i'm not trying to make people out there suffering feel bad but i've kind of enjoyed more time at home it's kind of cool uh we've been doing emergencies in the morning at the dental office and then sunny afternoons where we just get out and we go canoeing or biking. So far, we haven't run into viruses outside in the open air. So, Good. Give so it far, time. it's been pretty nice. Give it time. <laughs> yeah. There's probably some article about Corona, like, you know, it can stick and, you know, fly through the air at 30 miles an hour and follow you somewhere or some new thing. I don't know. But we are excited to be with everyone th- this morning. I wanted to give a shout out to Age on 20 on iTunes who left us a review saying... This is worth your time. This is actionable life and business changing content from genuinely good guys. That's maybe a stretch there, but very kind of you. Probably just talking to me. (laughs) Yeah, just one of the three. (laughs) Their perspectives, advice, and tips are well thought out and clearly presented. Plus, they've got a few good jokes. Very accommodating there as well. Definitely worth your time. And if you are serious about personal development and structuring your business to set up your lifestyle... Thank you, A. John, for leaving the review. And I'm glad you're finding some value in the content. Yep. Thanks, A. A. John. Actually, it's just (laughs) A. John, but it's kind of like A. A. Ron. Anyways. I caught that reference. (laughs) Hopefully today we can give you uh, some more. I wanted to help listeners learn to make emergency appointments profitable today. Since most dentists are only doing emergencies, so I thought the topic might be timely. So we'll talk mindset and value of these appointments and also give you some smaller, more mechanical pearls that are uh, actionable right away. You know, handling these appointments properly will, of course, be just as applicable once the train gets put back on the rails and, and people start working again. So emergency patients, they need to be a priority in your practice. You give me a toothache versus a new patient with healthy teeth that is just looking to get established. I'll take the toothache any day. Rather than calling recalls or trying to get patients to come back in, or maybe you're paying for marketing to attract patients to your practice, an emergency patient is opposite. They're looking for you, and so you need to capitalize. This brings us the first point of this, and that is urgency. We need to make sure that we are finding a way to get patients in right away. A study was done on new patient phone calls. And guess what was the most asked question? Do you guys have Corona at your office? (laughs) Yes. Are you guys open? Is the doctor alive? (laughs) It wasn't, do you accept my insurance? 
or how much does something cost? The most frequent question was how soon can I get in for an appointment? So goes without saying, we need to get them in. There's a couple ways to do this. Sometimes dentists leave a slot somewhere in the schedule, allowing emergency patients to call in to have a little area. Maybe they'll block off one of their chairs in expectation for an emergency. Some people do this, but to be honest, in my office, we schedule a full book trying to hit our goal. And then we just work in emergency patients as they come with usually a few walk-ins every day. If somebody calls in with pain or a problem, we're not going to turn them away. We'll tell them to come in. There will likely be a wait, but we're going to help you today. And I'd recommend making this a mantra for you in your office. Because guess what? If you say, you know, it looks like we're full today and tomorrow it looks like there isn't really an opening. Let's see. No, that patient, they're going to hang up and immediately just call the next office on the Google search and whoever gets them in gets the patient. So maybe you need to hustle. Maybe you need to take a short lunch, but you need a sacrifice to take care of that patient. I had a fifth chair put in a year or two ago at my office, and it's really kind of freed me up, I think, for stuff like this. It's been really helpful. But Justin, I know you and I think Derek too just did all, you were always in four chairs, right? How did you handle getting emergency patients in? I was, I'd say, two-thirds, three-fourths of my career, only with three chairs. The last couple of years, I had five chairs. But bottom line, we were very similar to you. I never believe in blocking out the schedule in hopes that someone will magically appear at the last minute to take that spot. And like you said, if we don't get the emergency patient in, someone else is going to do it. So we would tell them to come on in. And if we're busy, we'd let them know that we were busy and going to be working them in so that we were setting the expectations. But never once did we have someone say, I'm going to call someone else to see if they can get me in without any wait. You know, so most people are understanding if you're working them in, there may be a few minutes wait. Bottom line takeaway is we were going to get them in whatever we had to do. Yeah. I read a bit of advice a little while back from a certain dentist whose name rhymes with Dr. Pacho. His system was he would require the front desk to come back and bring a colored approval form to the dentist to sign off on that they are willing to take an extra unscheduled patient because he wanted to prioritize the mental health and well-being of the staff members so as to not to overwhelm anybody. Right. I think he liked the control of being able to say, bring me back a form and I will approve it. But (laughs) I doubt everyone knows who Dr. Pacho is because we're often on opposite ends of the spectrum on how to run a practice. So if they're following them, good chance they aren't listening to us. But if I'm worried my team member is going to have a mental breakdown if we work in an emergency patient, I have the wrong team member. I was very clear on this with my team. And with some of the bonus systems we talked about last week, my team would have, if I would have said, we're too busy to work an emergency patient in or let's put them off till tomorrow or the next day, my team would have looked at me like I had three heads. (laughs) And... They probably would have been like, well, okay, if you're too busy, that's fine. We'll see them for you. That's just the mentality we have. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, things don't need to be hectic, but definitely err on the side of accommodating the patient that needs help, whether it's working them in with a weight or maybe just a quick appointment with antibiotics. Maybe it's, um, oh, we just closed. It's 5 o'clock. But, hey, we'll, we'll come in early before we open tomorrow to see just you. 
right? Agreed. We're not just bringing them in to make things more hectic for the sake of hecticness and to give ourselves a medal at the end of the day, like, guys, we were so out of control today. It was glorious. No, (laughs) we were prepared to handle the occasional hecticness and we kept our eye on the prize. There's nothing wrong with the docs out there that say, I get I'm leaving some money on the table, but I'm okay with that because I, I prefer more laid back one patient coming in at a time. We really never get that busy MO, et cetera. That doc has earned that right and paid their dues to call the shots like they want them. And that's fine for me or for us. If I was going to be at the office anyway, my focus was on providing excellent service and care to our patients and to stay as busy as I could to maximize profits while there, which in turn led to a schedule where I didn't have to be there a lot. There's not a right way or a wrong way, but I think you have to know what your lane is and be willing to own that lane. What I am against or what I don't support is deep down wanting to be very profitable in less time in the office, but not knowing how or having the skills to do that. So you have to try to convince yourself that you're a better dentist or that you're just one of those owners who prefers things more laid back and more chill. And be honest with yourself. Figure out what you want. And if you're not there currently, that's fine. But if you want it bad enough, you got to do whatever it is you need to do in order to get there. Yeah, definitely agree. I see a lot of that dentist too. You know, in one post, they're complaining about, you know, something hard, not making enough or whatever. And then another post, they're talking about not being too hectic or or just practicing at your own pace, where if, like you said, you're being intentional about it, that's great. But don't make excuses and, and deceive yourself because it's not doing yourself any favors for sure. Another problem, I think, or a mistake that dentists make for emergency patients is they're too narrow focused doing a limited exam. So I would recommend to diagnose as comprehensively as possible for these emergency patients. Let's say you did whatever it was necessary to get the patient in. Lots of dentists, they have this kind of hard set rule that you take one PA of the problem area and let's just do a limited exam on that one tooth. In my office, you know, we do that sometimes, but I'm telling my assistants constantly when they poke their head in, letting me know that there's a patient seated, I'll say, let's turn that into a comp, meaning the patient comes in because number three is broke, but we're going to go ahead and do a full mouth series or pano, and we're going to diagnose the entire mouth. First of all, you're going to get better reimbursed doing it this way, but especially you're going to be able to treatment plan more comprehensively. So why, you know, if only one tooth brought them in, it's important to understand the psychology behind an emergency patient. I think I've talked about this before, but as crazy as life is, most people don't take care of their health or other important things. They're just putting out fires. They're working hard at their job, trying to take care of their kids. Dentistry is usually the very bottom of the totem pole. You know, we understand this. Patients love to put stuff off all the time until something hurts or something breaks. Then all of a sudden, their mouth or the things that you as the dentist are saying are finally their new number one priority. And it's never been that way before, but it is for this brief window of time. Now, I'm not trying to be opportunistic, but just stating the fact that you want to take advantage of this short window and help the patient accept and get what they need now while they're open to it. And I want to make sure everyone got that. Often, not always, but often, 
there are reasons why these people have gotten to this point where they have an emergency situation. It's not always because they have no money or don't care about their teeth. Often it's just that they're busy. I'm this way with my car. I hate taking the time to take my car in for a checkup or oil change and all that crap. On my last car, not bragging here, but it's just the truth, I went over two and a half years before getting the oil changed. And the only reason I went to get the oil changed at that point was because I was getting ready to sell it and the sticker on my windshield gave me away. <laughs> but when I'm forced to take my car in because there's an issue, I tell them to look it over and do everything it could possibly need to get it up to speed. I don't not go in because I hope the car dies or I don't have the money for things. It's a timing issue for me. And it's the same for a lot of these patients. And my next point to add, what you were saying also, we're not being opportunistic. Our goal should be to get every patient that comes into our office as healthy as they will let us. If they have other work that needs to be done, then it's our duty to do our best to get them at least aware of the other issues they have. Sometimes they will do it. Sometimes they won't. And that's not our problem or our job to accept treatment for them. Our job is to at least inform them so they're aware and they can make their best decisions. That being said, you always have to let them feel that their biggest priority is your biggest priority. Make sure you're addressing their chief concern first, which I know you're going to touch on here in a few, Steve. Yeah, for sure. You know, focus on what their what their main problem is. The, the cool thing, though, is lots of people, when they share their main problem, they'll stay, say stuff like, oh, I really need to get my mouth fixed up or I haven't been taking care of things. I really need to... I needed to really get this done, turn things around. So don't ignore everything else except broken three. Make a plan to get their whole mouth fixed as they're finally open to spending money on their dental care and then start by fixing number three, for example. It's funny, my largest cases, they've all come from emergency patients who had some something happen to one tooth, but that brings them in and they're in the mindset to commit to fix everything else. So that's uh, something to keep in mind there. And then the last point is, obviously, you want to increase the production of that very emergency appointment. So let's say you treatment plan comprehensively where you're able to, and now it's time to address their chief complaint. The first thing is you want to do as much as possible. So not just broken number three, but you're looking at number two and number four, everything in the quadrant. You know, Derek and I did a podcast on same day treatment a couple months back that really delves into doing more per appointment and more same day dentistry. So I'd really recommend listening to that. But next, I would recommend if you aren't able to do most extractions and root canals to go ahead and expand your clinical set to feel confident and efficient in at least almost all extractions and some endo. You know, we don't talk a ton of clinical here, but I think this can make a big difference for you as so many emergency appointments require this. And if you're not doing them, you're really kind of just triaging profitable procedures for specialists and you're leaving a lot on the table, especially if you think about the long-term opportunity lost from this. You know, the clinical gunners out there listening really know this very well. But for the rest of us, I would recommend step up your game here. 
So extractions and endo. If you're doing extractions, I would say just get in the regular habit of including bone grafts in your treatment plan. You don't have to get fancy. In my office, I mostly just use osteogen plugs. They're like 25 bucks. Most insurance's allowable fee, even if you're in network, is like at least $150 plus for socket preservation. And it takes like two seconds. You literally just stuff it in the extraction site and it works really well for four or, or three wall defects. You don't even usually need a membrane. So that's one way to increase the profitability of your quick emergency procedure there. This one is sweeter. So if you want to go Grant Cardone style and really 10x this, present and place immediate implants. So your $200 extraction just went 10x to $2,000. Although, you know, in my office, it's more like 100, just went to $1,000 for the implant. But you get the idea. You'll have a much higher case acceptance of placing implants if you do them at the time of the extraction. It avoids extra surgery, getting numb again, coming back again for the patient. And like we mentioned earlier, the patient is open to treatment now, but they'll likely put dentistry on the back burner. So if you're comfortable and you have the skill set, I would definitely recommend placing immediate implants, especially in all premolar areas. They're just kind of slam dunk cases. If a tooth needs endo and you're a CEREC master like Justin is, I would recommend if I had a CEREC to go ahead and prep the tooth and scan for a crown first and then do the endo while the crown is milling. So you're maximizing your time and you're minimizing the number of appointments for that needed treatment. So there's a couple low-level ideas of how you can make these appointments and procedures more profitable right away. We, we share a lot more in the academy course, but hopefully this is something you can implement right now. Yeah. And going off what Steve said, I mean, I'm sure there's some of you out there that don't place implants or when he started talking about that, you know, maybe he said like, yeah, right. Like I'm going to be able to do that. Maybe you can, maybe you can't, but you can do something. Most all of us have areas to improve in this. So maybe you don't go straight for the grand slam, but you're finding something you can do to make your emergency appointments more profitable. That's what we're going for. Moving on along the lines of maximizing the emergency appointment, there are a few additional things I want to address. When I had a new emergency patient in, I'm thinking, I don't just want this appetizer appointment. I want the whole thing. I want their family in here. I want their friends in my office. I want their friends' friends in my office. So I'm always looking to turn these emergency patients into long-term patients for it to lead to other patients. And how do we do this? Well, first, if it's true, which it usually is, I'm telling them we're going to fix their problem or maybe a couple problems today, but they should really consider getting set up for a new patient cleaning appointment. Next, we're going to ask them for a review. We got you in. We fixed your problem. If you're happy with our service, we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a five-star Google review. Next, when they're checking out, we're going to ask them if they have any family members who are also due for a cleaning appointment so we may be able to get them scheduled also. So, There's a whole line of things going through my mind as this one patient comes in for one problem or one broken tooth. First, it's how can we take care of this immediate problem for them and make them happy? That's the first thing going through my mind. Then 
I'm going into, my mind is automatically jumping. Are they open to a more comprehensive exam today? Like Steve mentioned originally, even if not, if the x-ray we got of the one tooth they came in for shows something on the adjacent teeth, would they at least like to get those things fixed while that tooth is numb? Next, would they like to get set up for a new patient cleaning, which they are due for in most cases? And then, if they're happy with us, would they leave us a review? Next, does anyone else they know need a cleaning or is anyone else they know having issues? Those are the kind of things, you know, when you kind of had that flow chart in your head. Like for me, it was eventually it just got subconscious where emergency patient comes in. I'm addressing their issue. I move on to this. Then I move on to that. Then I move on to that. So I've got this trickle down effect of four or five different things. That kind of mindset is what ultimately in the long run is going to separate the men and women from the boys and girls. Anyone or most anyone can see an emergency patient and take out a loose number 30 and never see that patient again. And that's a JV game that will get you JV results. And that's not what we're about. That's not what we're going for. So you've got to train your mind. You've got to elevate your game. When you see that patient, boom, you're thinking, okay, we start with this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. My front desk knows to ask if they have anyone else. So make your flow chart. Make sure your team knows your flow chart. Train them. And all of a sudden, you turn this one-tooth wonder into a, a comp exam or an extraction into filling the extraction and implant, plus their wife is coming in also, plus they left you a review. So that's all I got. Great point. Yeah, you know, the cool thing is most of those things you mentioned, they don't even depend on the patient actually getting treatment or paying for it. I mean, a review, a commitment to come back. I mean, you've won over a patient. You've got referrals from their family. None of those even require any money spent from them. And again, they're primed for it, especially if if they're in pain and you're the one that gets to help them, give them medicine, take care of their pain. You are like a mini savior for them that week. And the goodwill you've immediately bought with that can can grow through reviews, referrals, and others. So I love it. So if you're uh, starving right now for emergencies, go ahead and put this stuff into action. If you're locked in your house and you can't do anything, well, just kind of keep hanging in there. You know, it looks like we may be seeing some light at the end of the tunnel and hopefully you can, you'll have a lot of emergency patients in the coming weeks when things open up again. If you have any questions or maybe you have a cool emergency appointment, go ahead and share it with us on the Facebook page. Certainly, Email us if you need anything. And otherwise, everybody have a great week. Peace. Peace.